Hi, this is Horacio Pérez Sánchez and I welcome you to the podcast Researching the Research, the podcast where we will talk about research and researchers, how research is carried out in academia and industry, and we will interview researchers to understand how they do their discoveries and how they live, suffer and enjoy all the stages of their scientific career. And we will also talk about productivity techniques to improve these processes. We will also highlight and comment about last worldwide research and impact news in all fields. And in addition, we will talk not only about academic research, but also about technology transfer and how research is performed in startups and industry. In today's episode, we are going to compare research groups and startups. I think this comparison can be very useful because it can give us a different point of view, mostly for people that are working on research groups and want to understand how startups work. And from the other side, uh, also from people that are working on startups and want to have some idea about how research groups work and are created. This episode is mostly based on a blog post that I read some time ago and which was written by Charles Bouda, sorry if I didn't pronounce it correctly, from Delft University of Technology. This post is great because it defines from his point of view what a startup is, what a research group is, and it explains in a very draw away the main differences, how they are similar, and they possess some very important questions. So this episode will be based on this blog post, but we will add some other ideas and questions for you to think about this very interesting subject. First, we are going to define very briefly what research groups and startups are. First, we could say that a startup is kind of a young an agile company with few bright people that want to change the world by working on some very cool ideas. And from the other side, we are going to define academic research groups like uh, also young and agile units, but that they are formed within academic institutes and they also have very, very bright people that want to change the world but working also on some very cool ideas. Okay, so we can conclude at the moment that uh, people working on some very cool and interesting ideas. But now we are going to tell what the main differences are, and this is going to get very interesting. You will see. Disclaimer, I would like to say, of course, that I have not started any startup yet. I have started a research group. I'm a researcher now at the academia and I can only give my direct and real opinion from that side. I can only say that I have worked with many startups and uh, which I to create a division from a startup which was not very successful. And at the moment, I'm also scientific advisor from some biotech company, but I have to say that I have not started any startup yet. Okay, bear that in mind, and then I'm going to read this very interesting blog post and give you also my personal point of view. 
well, we have already defined what a startup and a research group are and how they are similar. Now we are going to get more into detail and let's go for it. So first, let's, let's describe how a research group works. More or less, we can say that at some university, at some research center, there is somebody that has usually a permanent position. And uh, let's call this guy the principal investigator. This PI has some very cool and interesting ideas, and he or she starts to apply for funding to some uh, funding calls. So usually uh, he or she doesn't get funding at first, because at first the scientific ideas are not totally or well developed so that she or he tries to get more funding and then she or he applies to more funding calls and the ideas get rejected and so forth and so on. But at some time, let's say at the 10th try, uh, for some reason, he or she has luck and the research proposal gets accepted. At that point, let's say she can get some money in order to develop this research project. Let's suppose this is for four years and then she can get money in order to get uh, some research infrastructure, some material lab and to hire some people and even to fund some PSD fellowship. So in other words, she will have some money in order to develop some of her ideas during, let's say, four years. Okay, this is just an example. It can depend totally on the institution, on the scientific project or the ideas. But the main point here is that thanks to, the, to this uh, funding and to this research grant, she will be able to develop these ideas during some specific time, let's say four years, for instance. And she will be able to hire some PhD student. But basically, the point here is to develop these research ideas. How will they be developed? Mostly and most of the times in terms of scientific papers by this PhD student that will work hard and a lot on the research project. But usually the coin used on academic research is the scientific paper. So money for four years. Now let's talk about a startup. In the startup, this is totally different. And the main goal is uh, obviously, as we said before at the beginning, to develop some very cool ideas, okay? But in form of a new product or a service. And of course, it's not only the idea, uh, I mean the product of the service, but the startup needs to sell a lot in order to survive and to be sustainable. Sometimes if the startup is really successful and it gets a lot of money and sales and so on and so forth, uh, it could happen that it is acquired by a much larger company, uh, which is called an exit. But this is not usual process. And it also depends on the funding strategy that the startup will create. But let's make a very rough summary. And in most of the cases, the startups wants to sell and be profitable. Obviously, profitable means that it can get more money from sales that the money the founders invest in the startup. 
this is the first point which is different from research groups because the research groups get money for four years and i insist this is an example in order to explain the situation but in the research group people that participate in the research group they usually have their permanent position or a temporary position and in other words they will not die if they don't make enough papers or they cannot sell their ideas but in the startup this is totally different they need to sell in order to survive so it comes to a very important point a point which is called risk and there is a very different risk if we talk about a startup or a research group in the research group there is no risk in the sense that they will not get fired if they don't publish 20 papers per year for instance but in the startup if the first second year or something like that they cannot sell their service or their product they will die and they will be in bankruptcy which means they will not be profitable and they will need to close the startup and look for another job. And I think that from a point of view, this is the most important and relevant difference between startups and research groups, the risk. This is one of the main factors. The second one, and we didn't say it before, but is the financing. Regarding financing, as we said before, the research group can get funding for four years. Uh, the startup, it depends. Sometimes it can get money at the initial stages from investors or not. If they don't get investors, uh, we can call that the startup is doing bootstrapping, that they, are, they don't require external funding. Okay, but all the funding... I mean, all the benefits that they get will go directly for the founders, for the startup, and they can manage all this money for whatever thing they want. Another point of difference between startups and research groups is the overheads. Overheads means that when you are working on a research groups, uh, you get some funding, you get some research grant, you usually need to give kind of or 20% to your host institution because of course they are using all the infrastructure administration in order to support your project but in a startups all the benefits go directly most of the time to the startup and there are no overheads another very important point is focus what is focus let's put some example in a startup you need to have laser sharp focus. What does it mean? That you need to choose some very specific service or product or anything where you will put all your efforts during the forthcoming years. You need to sell that, you need to improve that process and everything. Because at the beginning, with a startup starts, with a very new and bright idea. The idea can be scientifically sound, but you need to improve it a lot in order to check if it has some fit with the market, or in other words, if you can make sales, if you can get money with it. And this is a iterative process where you need to see how you can sell it. And there's a lot of things to consider that academics usually don't 
for instance, which marketing techniques you will use to sell your product, in which channels you will uh, do this market marketing techniques, uh, which costs will you use, your pricing scheme, and a lot of different things. So this is very, very relevant. So startups need to focus a lot on their product service and how they want to sell their things first. But from the other side, when you are in a research group, you can try at the same time many different ideas as long as you get funding for all of them. And I insist, sometimes the main problem is to, is to get the funding. Of course, afterwards, you need to work on these research projects, but uh, there's no need to have some kind of this laser focus as an startup because uh, in a research group, you can work on many different projects at the same time. Of course, you need to get enough funding for that. And usually you need to get enough PhD students or postdocs to work on these ideas. But you are not limited to one specific and single idea. Because once you get the funding, it's, it's not that you can forget about everything okay because uh, after the project you need to justify everything that you did that you did on the project and so on and so forth but you can explore many different ideas at the same time and you can do this in a startup lastly and regarding differences let's talk about goals what is the goal of a research group okay we can talk a lot about this indeed there will be many different episodes on this on this podcast regarding this but on a research group one potential goal can be to discover something to develop some research idea or something big that will change the world forever and for better and so on and so forth and what could happen here is that a principal investigator gets some funding, starts some first project, and then thanks to these first results, gets uh, three more grants, then she can hire more people. So the research group starts to expand and then more grants and so on and so forth. And then it grow, grows a lot. And at the end, sometimes it could happen that the uh, principal investigators at academia are not very efficient as managers and at the, at the end nobody knows what, what, what they are doing and the problem is that the group loses the vision of what they want to get done. And this usually doesn't happen in a startup. The startup has usually a very clear goal, which is to sell their product or their service and then get rich. And for that thing, sometimes they need to expand or as they say in the startup language, to scale, to grow in order to be more efficient. Okay, so we could talk a lot more about this, but let's put the end point here. I think that now you have some idea about how a research group works, how a startup works, and then you can decide if you want to work 
in the first or in the second <laughs> situation. Of course, please remember that the, this is a very simplistic approach. Uh, the situation in reality is much more complex. There is a lot of detail that you need to consider in research groups, startups. But my point here was for you to get the point about these two different organizations. And of course, if you are from academia, to realize how a startup works. Okay, so at this point, uh, I just finished this episode, but I would like to give you some questions, some points for you to think about it. The first one is, do you think a successful research group can easily start a startup and earn money from it or not? Second question would be, can a startup that is successful kind of outsource most or part of their services to research groups? And third and finally, uh, why is it so difficult for research groups that have a lot of potential on inventions and capabilities in order to change the world? Why is it so hard for them to create startups? Okay, so these are the three questions for you. Uh, we can continue discussion on next episodes. And finally, and before I forget, in the show notes, you will find a link to the original post from Charles Boda and also for the Telegram group where we can discuss a lot of things about all the episodes from this podcast. So thanks for listening and bye bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Researching the Research. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If that was the case, then I would be very happy if you subscribe to the show in any of the platforms it is available. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. Or suggest it to other people you think it might be interested on it. You can also rate the show with four or five stars if you like, and that will help me a lot in the promotion of the podcast. In the episode's notes, you will find additional information and also some links to a Telegram group where we discuss in a more engaged way about the podcast episode and other unreleased material, and also my research consultancy website in case you want to receive more information about the productivity techniques discussed or regarding how to improve your critical research processes. Thanks a lot for listening, and I hope to meet you again in the next episode of the podcast. Bye.